0: everyone and welcome to another couth podcast it's me izzy here and i'm joined today by beth hi guys ben hey uh, and katya anya hello and today we're going to be talking all about creative writing so to start off with i just wanted to know if you guys have any top tips about how to start writing because sometimes that's the hardest part (laughs) Sort of knowing exactly where to start. You might have all the ideas of a really good story or some good characters that you want to include, but it's just getting the pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard is sometimes the hardest thing. So, does anyone have any advice?
1: Well, I would say that my biggest piece of advice is to remember that you don't have to show your work to anyone. And I know that when you start out with something, you can really cycle through so many variations of a story or a novel. I'm rewriting my novel for about the sixth or seventh time, and it is nothing like it was in the beginning when it was just tiny scraps of scenes here and there. Um, And you don't have to show anybody anything until you're ready, or you don't have to ever at all.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, it is that. It's that weird kind of hidden reviewer that you've got in your head that you're suddenly worried that this piece of writing that is going to be judged by some people. You can keep it something for just you. Um, it goes through so many different drafts that by the time that you are ready to show someone, it's probably going to be a completely different story anyway. So yeah, just write, write for yourself to start off with. I think that's always a really good starting point.
0: Yeah I think that's really good advice and it's something I've definitely struggled with before personally. Ben is there anything that you'd like to add on this point?
3: Um, I think it's important to give yourself permission to just write as well. Don't Don't hold yourself to anyone else's standards just say tell yourself that it's okay to just start writing and keep writing because I know that I sometimes struggle with just rewriting the same two paragraphs over and over again and I have to force myself to just move on because otherwise I'll never get anything else done. And I think it's really important that we try and remember that um, it's okay to write loads and loads and loads. And then we can always come back to it later and change things if we're not happy with them.
2: I think that's kind of some part of like the process of writing though, isn't it? That you're always going to have parts where you just can't write it and it takes ages trying to figure out how to write this like one little paragraph or like maybe the rest of the chapter is written. And yeah, there's sometimes that you just have to kind of work through that, like you said, Ben, or like move on and come back to it. Because um, there are times when when you're writing, you just, just can't, it just doesn't come to you. That's why writer's block is always such a massive thing for us.
0: Yeah, I think that's all great advice. And thinking about it, even people like Shakespeare wouldn't have published their first draft. Like I'm sure all the top writers would have spent a while kind of trying to get it right. Um, And people like different things just because yours isn't the same as somebody else's. It might be because you're offering something new and something different for people to read. So I'd bear that in mind as well. Thank you, everyone. So my next question is, do you have any advice on starting writing? Like sometimes that's the hardest part. Like how do you start if it's not once upon a time or, you know, the sort of generic things that you hear? So do you have any top tips around that?
3: I mean
2: if you want to start it, it as once upon a time start it, it as once upon a time like it's, there's a reason why it's such a popular start to a story right
3: the classics are a classic <laughs> for a reason
2: I don't know I guess that I just had so many like stories going on in my head that I just wanted to write them down um when you do start it's not going to be amazing writing because it is a skill I think writing and I think it's a bit like when artists start like they can't draw like real life drawings the first time they pick up a pencil like you're not gonna write the most perfect piece of literature on your first time like it takes time to develop the skill and and as well your style of how you want to write but yeah it's just about like you just have to accept i think that's one of the big things is that it's not gonna be completely perfect the first the first time that you write
1: in terms of figuring out sort of how to start getting words on the page, one trick that I use is I start in the middle of a story because I find it a lot easier to kind of, when you're thinking of a story that you want to write, you generally have sort of an idea of what you want to happen. And if you start in the middle and work your way to the end, it's a lot easier as you write, you'll kind of, your brain will figure out how the beginning happened and then you can go back and write the beginning.
0: Yeah, it actually makes so much sense. Like, I hadn't even thought of writing in that way. Like, in my mind, when I start writing a story, it's, right, I have to start at the beginning, there has to be a beginning, a middle, an end. But, yeah, writing from the bit in the centre of the story where it's all happening and building it from there, like, makes a lot of sense. Um. So, does
2: anyone have any more
0: advice or tips on how to start writing a story?
2: Um i guess sometimes if i am really struggling to like flesh out a story and like it's one that has a lot of like interweaving facts that might not necessarily come out in in chronological order so like from the beginning of time to the end of the timeline i try and write out a timeline of of what happened when like how this happened to this character and because um, you're no way that you're going to be able to hold the whole plot of your story in your mind sometimes it can just turn into this mammoth novel kind of thing and you you've just lost track of all the details
0: yeah and then it almost seems like it's a bit of a chore to do it and you don't ever want your writing to feel like that it should be no. something that you're enjoying doing I did hear someone say um, once before that starting with the character can be quite a good idea because if you have that sort of all down, like what their likes and their dislikes are, um, and who they are as a person, sometimes you can form the story from that. Um, so I don't know if you guys have done that before, whether it's worked.
1: I started. I did start my my novel, um, which I'm doing for my degree. Um, I did start it with character sketches, and that was the only way I could really start getting into the story because. You don't want your characters to be too one-dimensional. You don't want any of your characters to be, you know, kind of a perfect person or kind of a stereotype or a trope. You want them to be real, well-rounded people with faults or or mistakes that they make or mistakes that they tend to make all the time. And a character sketch can really help you with that.
3: I've had and I've had some really interesting um, suggestions on how to create characters that feel unique and distinct. I know that some people like to try and create their like to try and um, create their characters using D and D, so Dungeons and Dragons character creation sheets, because then they get an idea of what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what their kind of background is, um, where they're from. And I know some people. I know one person who, when they, whenever they create a character, they put them through the Harry Potter Sorting Hat quiz. <laughs> and answer the questions as their character would because it helps them understand how their character would react to a situation. And I think that's a, a really good way of um, giving your characters a unique voice in the story.
2: I
1: love, uh, I love Yeah. That. Brilliant. Yeah, that is such an excellent idea. I'm going to steal that for sure.
2: <laughs> Same. I love that we've just found our own <laughs> tips from this.
1: That's what, I mean, that's what these things are for as well. These conversations, uh, it really is a collaboration. Um, and that's why it can be really good to talk to other people. You don't necessarily have to show them your writing, but talking to other people and realising other people struggle the same way that I do can be really affirming, I think.
2: I think that's such a good point as well, is that you don't necessarily have to show people you know you writing, because I find it so personal what I write sometimes and it's not even about me I just find it as a personal thing of someone like looking over my creative writing um and I feel a lot more comfortable like uploading it online I've done it before like under a a pen name kind of thing I feel more comfortable strangers reading my stories than I would my friends and I don't know what that's about
0: (laughs) yeah I think that makes a lot of sense I think people are I don't know I I am personally sort of a bit scared of like you say people judging what you're doing but if you're underneath a different name then you can't feel any of that and you can sort of express yourself a bit more freely
1: it gives you that distance you know you don't have to you don't have to worry about someone you love or care about judging you personally and you don't ever have to talk to anybody about it again if you don't want to it gives you that really helpful distance I
2: feel yeah definitely.
0: And I think just the process of writing it and kind of thinking about these different styles and like getting creative with the writing can be like really helpful in itself. Um, So have you got any top tips on how to sort of add colour and description and how to sort of bring your story alive?
1: I struggle with this a lot in my writing. I dip too much into the showing or the telling versus showing. Um, And so I'm constantly reminding myself of Imagery, which is invoking the senses, and I will sit and sometimes when I'm revising, think, okay, in this scene, what are the characters smelling? What are they tasting? What are they touching? What are they what are they hearing? What are they seeing? Um, and we tend to rely on sight a lot, um, and maybe thinking about some of those other senses. Is there kind of a sour taste in the back of their throat because they're anxious, or? Um, is there an unpleasant smell in the room that's starting to be kind of distracting in this scene? Uh, things like that, I think, can help.
3: Yeah, I've, I've heard some people say that they found it really helpful to write the scene five different times if they're really struggling from the perspective of every different sense and then take the five different versions of that scene and then kind of what works from it, add those together and then kind of play around with what doesn't work, change it if they want and put it back in or take away what they don't like. And then you kind of you get a really nice rounded picture of what's going on because um, you're looking at everything that that character's experiencing.
0: That's a great idea. Just thinking about yeah. that. I wonder if you could do something similar, but with the perspective of different people that might be in the situation as well, to sort of try and form the story and the characters as well a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's just one of those things that you kind of, yeah, you'll, you'll start developing the, the way that um, you work, because I, I find it quite interesting that all four of us has kind of got four very completely different ways that we kind of go about adding that kind of description.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same actually, like everyone is going to be different in the way that they kind of form the characters or the plot. Like some people might want to do a sort of spider diagram, some people might be very visual and might want to sketch out all of the different aspects of the character and what they're wearing. Um, Some people might like to have a very set plan, whereas like you said, I find it easy just to start writing and then go back and sort of have a look at it afterwards. And I find sort of um, text to speech things quite helpful as well. If you've got any sort of recording devices that work like well (laughs) to make it into sort of written um, text, I think that's really helpful. Because sometimes it's hard to form what you want to say out loud into like the written form, if you get what I mean. And I think that sometimes breaks down a bit of a barrier. Yeah, definitely.
3: And I think it's important to say that you might need to kind of play around with what and with lots of different techniques until you find something that works for you and that's fine like and we're we're obviously throwing a lot of ideas out of here and not all of them will will necessarily work for you and it's it's totally okay to borrow bits from all of them and uh, what works in one scene might not work in another one if if perhaps you've um it's a different type of um scene so i think it's a really good idea to try and uh keep constantly keep an open mind and and always try and do new things
0: definitely okay my next question is something that i've struggled with quite a bit before and it's writing in different voices like i might start out with someone that's sort of like almost like a narrator of the piece talking about it and then i'm wanting to get into some speech with people that are in um like in the actual situation and it's hard to sort of form and jump between the two so
2: i don't know if these guys have any Ideas I think this is sometimes the most difficult part is is the voices of these different characters i've i know personally i don't know if it's the same for you guys i've always found um descriptive like describing the story like the narration a lot easier than i have like mm-hmm. the direct speech
0: yeah I'm um, same.
2: but recently i just i don't know where i've heard this tip but it's like when you're writing the speech of your character try saying it out loud and it can kind of help you figure out whether it is something that someone would actually say so it kind of gives it that real aspect instead of it just being uh, text on the screen
1: um what I've done because I also excuse me struggle with this is um I've started assigning my characters voices of people that I know and so for example the grandmother in my novel I think about how my grandmother spoke, the words that she would use, um, the sentence structure that she would use, the you know the kind of interesting turns of phrase that she had, or the the sort of you know little folksy sayings that she would say. Um, and I just write everything that that character, Grace. I write it as if it's my grandmother speaking, and that's really helped to get a, new, a unique voice.
2: Good idea. Yeah.
0: I think that's a really good idea. I guess you could even pick sort of famous people or yeah, people that you look up to that you're not necessarily like related to or friends with as well. Um yeah, another thing on the sort of the voices and the speech aspect of it. If I look through a lot of my writing from when I was younger, like like you said, the descriptive bits were fine and and they could come quite easily, but then there'd be a massive two pages of just dialogue between people, like "Oh no," said Stacy, "the ghost is coming back." Um, I thought I saw the ghost," said John. Like and it had just go on for ages and it ages. It sounds like a New York bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should really get it published, shouldn't I? Go and dig through my cupboards and find it um but yeah has anyone got any advice of how to sort of get across what people are saying but without having massive reams of sort of quotation marks and he said she said etc
1: i think i have i have two things sort of on that um one is remember that the way that people talk in real life is not going to work kind of directly copied onto the page um so A lot of times when I would have first year students, when I was teaching, I would get them saying things like, but this is this is a conversation I actually had with my friend. And I wrote it down exactly as we said it, because it was, you know, a conversation that I remember. And that doesn't always work. That's going to take up so much space on the page when you have every um and well Mm -hmm. and actually and, and kind of when people talk, they reiterate details over and over Mm -hmm. So dialogue is very much a constructed version of what people say in real life, and you need to streamline it. Otherwise, you're just going to get pages and pages of dialogue that even though it's what the person said in real life is not going to read that way on the page. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's very important. And the other thing is um, what I was always taught when I was in, in uni um, for creative writing was be really, really careful with your dialogue tags. So those would be, you know, said and asked and exclaimed. And um, I had one professor who actually only let us use said or asked. And that Ooh. was it. it. But it really helped getting into the mindset. And it was an exercise. We only used said or asked. And mm-hmm. I realized how often I was using a lot of wild dialogue tags that that were really taking away from my story mm-hmm. and after spending a semester just writing in said John or asked Carrie I realized how to really pull it back and only use something like shouted or exclaimed or cried if it was really really necessary to that moment in in the text
3: I think that's I think off you go Ben sorry that I was. I also find that it can be really helpful to try and intersperse it with kind of how the characters reacting. I think so, to break up the dialogue, you want kind of what what is the person who's hearing this doing? Are they are they frowning? Do they look happy? Um, are they ignoring it altogether? I think sometimes to to avoid getting just kind of two pages of solid dialogue, it can help to kind of break it up.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would I would add to that. A little bit of action and movement as well because if you think of how say um beth and i are standing in the same room and we're having a bit of a disagreement on something we're not cardboard cutouts in front of each other and just talk back and forth we're, we're going to move around i might rub my face i might walk and look out the window with my hands on my hips or i might you know turn and walk to the kitchen and Beth follows me there while we're still talking. We don't you don't just stand and stare someone in the eye unblinking when, when you're talking to them.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And I think like the way that you described it then is kind of thinking about how if you've seen a play, how they do dialogue in that and how it's a performance that way that you kind of need to be doing it the same in your writing because um whatever you write down is what your reader sees.
0: Yeah, and I guess you can add things in about the environment, like it may be a cold day or maybe it's windy and that's affecting them and you can add that in there as well as the descriptions of movement. It's funny, I was thinking of scripts as well when we were talking about that and how a lot of the time it's not back and forth, people saying things and then coming to a, a resolution and it all sort of makes sense. Sometimes people talk over each other or they might bring something else into the conversation and it's not always sort of tied up in a little bow Um so yeah it's interesting
2: i think it's interesting the fact as well like you know when you think uh i wish i could like the argument that you kind of imagine with your friend in your head doesn't turn out how it actually does in real life is because it just doesn't work like that that's kind of like the same with writing is that there's one person controlling that whole scene and it's you the writer so if that makes sense
1: and you also have the freedom as the writer to to Show your reader what the people who are having, say, this argument or discussion, um, what they're thinking, mm-hmm. because we don't always say what we think when we're talking to people. Otherwise, none of us would get anywhere in life. We'd just be arguing mm-hmm. the entire time. <laughs> um, and and so that's another way that you can play with not only breaking up dialogue but also adding these layers in. You know why why doesn't Lynn ever bring up you know all the pastimes that might hurt her feelings she's thinking about them but when they're arguing she doesn't say it she just kind of shuts down and that gives another layer to lynn's character yeah so thank you all for that
0: and this is going to be my last question unfortunately but i just wanted to know whether are there are any sort of main mistakes that you've kind of like come up against when you've been writing or any like top tips that you have for people to take away
2: Oh, mistakes i can imagine there's quite a few i've come across throughout writing
0: i guess um, mistake isn't the right word because everyone is different like i guess hurdles would probably be yeah I like
3: that. i guess the biggest one is thinking and this might seem counterintuitive given that we've just spent however long talking about the best ways to write is the biggest hurdle i've come across is thinking that you have to get it perfect mm-hmm. and that you're going to be a great writer straight away Um, I think it's really important to realize that all of the all of these bits of advice and stuff, you're not going to necessarily get them straight away. And that's okay. Like, like I think Beth, you were saying earlier, like, it's it's a skill, it will take time. Uh, And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. So tying that into my top tip, maybe try setting yourself some time where you just write just set yourself half an hour maybe at the weekend where you say I'm not gonna care that it's my best work but I'm just gonna write and it doesn't matter how many words I get it doesn't matter if there's lots of spelling mistakes because they can be fixed later I'm just gonna write
2: Mm. and not everything that you write has to be a full-length novel either like it can be a short story or like you said just you sitting down for half an hour to write because you kind of want that break or that time to...
1: For, yeah, or character wow. sketches just for the the fun of it you know I guess what I, I would add on to to what Ben just said is um we don't I don't think we want you to come away from this this podcast thinking that these are the best ways to write um because there is no best way to write really um certain things work for some writers and and others don't it, Izzy was saying that she likes to start at the beginning and write through and they'll then go back and edit a lot. Whereas I completely hit a brick wall with my momentum. If I try to over edit, I have to start over from the beginning. Um, so there is no one correct way to write. What we really are trying to do here, I think is give you different approaches, Mm. different tips, different things that you can try to find your own way into your own
2: style and practice. Yeah, definitely. I think mine is kind of in the same thread as what everyone else has said is, but kind of getting out that headspace that it has to be this amazingly intellectual piece that has hidden meanings and the scenery is um, like pathetic fallacy like you hear in like exams. Like I think Coming out of school, I remember this was a, such a, like a block for me when I finished like GCSEs and stuff. Is that, you know, when you've done like English lit and you've come out and you've just studied like of mice and men and you've got to analyse like how the wind and the trees meant like this emotional meaning. And I remember sitting down to write and be like, but none of my stories have that kind of like hidden background thing. And then I had to remind myself that. I don't always read stories for that reason either I quite like reading books that just tell a story um and I also don't believe that the authors sometimes meant for half the things that English literature teachers come up with but that's my own (laughs) that's my own thing.
1: I I have met a lot of authors and a lot a lot of the the things that people will write critically about their work is they're just like I, you know, I guess you can take it that way. It certainly wasn't in my head when I was writing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think my final, my final point would just be to always remember that if your writing isn't fun, then try something different because writing should always be fun. Mm-hmm. You yeah. should never feel like writing is something that you have to do.
0: Unless it's part of your schoolwork, obviously. You can't really, there's no, oh, yeah, <laughs> no
3: getting around that <laughs> Not, one, not condoning <laughs> ignoring
2: It's like the content people on Cooth said, I don't have to write it because I'm not finding it fun.
1: And told me to. It's fun. <laughs> I, I would add the caveat that it's okay to sometimes feel frustrated or stuck or maybe a little bit done yeah. with something or um, maybe get a little bit irritated or or do you know, especially when you're revising or finishing something or stuck on a character. Um, it, it's not when we say fun, I think it you have to remember that fun also includes like a, a kind of an enjoyable challenge. It, it mm-hmm. won't all be easy breezy. Um, if if I gave up every time something just wasn't coming naturally or easy to me I'd never I'd never finished any of my work ever
3: (laughs) I think it's like any other hobby though or, or pastime but overall it shouldn't be something that you know keeps you up at night
2: right I think that's like another thing to say is that you can kind of put it down for a while and then not write for months or something and you can come straight back I think that's a wonderful thing about writing is that it's there whenever you want to do it um
1: and that's actually something that can be incredibly helpful as well yeah if you if you really aren't getting anywhere with something or you're really struggling to revise something I'll stick it in a drawer and come back to it six weeks later and it'll look completely different and it'll be like my brain has been figuring it out the whole time for me, um, with a, just a fresh set of eyes and distance is so helpful. I do that all the time with my own work. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone
0: have any final words of wisdom, anything that they wanted to say that we didn't get a chance to say?
1: Just that, um, for all of you, you know, writers out there, just remember everybody is, everyone can be a writer. Everyone can be a creator. Um, you have the ability, you have the tools to do it. You don't need anyone's permission you don't need uh, the right you know adult or right professional to tell you that you're good enough to do it it's your own thing and you can just do it and I personally am proud of any young person who decides to start exercising their creativity in that way it's it's so good for you and I'm, I'm very proud of anyone who chooses to do that yeah, yeah completely that's, that's mm-hmm. yeah well
0: thank you all for joining me today. I've learnt so much, like I've been writing for a long time and I think I've learnt quite a bit today actually. So um, hopefully you guys listening out there have learnt something else too. And if you want to show us any of your new writing skills you can always log on to Cooth and go to the Contribute page and send in your stories. Um, Thank you all and see you again soon! Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye!